portion of scripture to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11 verse 28. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, we thank you tonight for your word. I know that your word is anointed. I know that you're in this house. I pray that you would put strength in my body to deliver the word as you placed it, God, in my heart. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we receive it and we walk out of this place in victory. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Simple title tonight. My title is simply this, come unto me, come unto me. I believe in the Holy Ghost tonight uh, that God wants to take the discouragement and the weariness from somebody in this house tonight. If you haven't got the message yet, you ought to get it now. Sister Tasia got up here under the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost when she was speaking. You're not going to leave here discouraged. You're not going to leave. Somebody right now needs to make up your mind. You are not going to leave this place dismayed by the circumstances that are around you, but you are going to leave this place in victory. God wants to take the discouragement out of your life tonight. Through the power of His Holy Spirit that we already feel swirling through this house, He wants to uplift you and to strengthen you. Amen? Hallelujah. Come unto me. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul reminds Timothy that he is a soldier. Pastor ended with that this morning. And I didn't... God knew what He was doing here. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness... As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And I believe, I know I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight, I've come to remind somebody that you are in a war zone. Sometimes we forget that we're in the middle of a war zone, that we're in the middle of a battlefield. You are on the battlefield. And you might be suffering some hardships right now. They may seem serious in your mind right now because of the war that is being waged in the spirit. We know that we are waging spiritual warfare right now. Amen. Can I get a witness? But as a first-class soldier of Christ, you have. Somebody say, I have. I have what it takes to endure the hard times that have come upon me. God has given me every tool that I need. He has given me the right armor that I need. But now it's up to me to make sure that I have every piece of the armor on. And if we are going to be successful in this fight, we are going to have to obey Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. Put 
on the whole armor of God. Put on the entire armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, that you may be able to stand against the trickery of the devil. Amen. We have to have the belt of truth. If you don't put the belt of truth on, you're going to be singing that song that that guy said, pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Look like a fool with your pants on the ground. Amen. You got to have the belt of truth on. I know it's funny, but if you let truth go, you're letting everything go. You've got to hold on to what you know is truth. You must put on the breastplate of righteousness. It's a requirement from God. If you're going to make it on this battlefield, everything that comes into your heart needs to be filtered through the righteousness of God, not through what man says is good, not through what somebody else that you trust says is good. What does the Word of God say? What does the righteousness of God say in this day? Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means we're a people who everywhere that we go, we're bringing peace where we go. We're speaking truth and love, but we're trying to bring peace everywhere that we go. We're not trying to disrupt things and turn things upside down their head to make ourselves look good. But we're bringing peace. Above all, holding the shield of faith. There's fiery darts that are coming. They're coming your way. They're being lobbed. But if you'll hold that shield of faith high, uh, amen, uh, every fiery dart the enemy is sending your way, uh, your, your shield of faith uh, is going to pick it up. If you keep it oiled and rubbed up with the power of the Holy Ghost, you don't have anything to worry about if you'll hold high the shield of faith. And then you must put on the helmet of salvation. Sometimes we need to be reminded. We need the helmet of self. I need the mind of Christ more than ever right now in the name of Jesus. I need the helmet of Yeshua upon me. I need that helmet of salvation. I need the covering of Jesus over my mind. You need the covering of Jesus in this dark day over your mind. Hallelujah. Don't forget the word of God, that sword of the spirit, that offensive weapon that is so powerful. You can wield the sword of the spirit. God's given us every weapon that we need, every tool that we need to be successful as a soldier on this battlefield. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And unless we choose to obey this verse and stay strong in the heat of the battle, we're going to cave under the pressure that's coming against us right now. We're going to lose the war. But I believe in the Holy Ghost tonight that God has had me to remind us all. I know sometimes we forget things. But I want to remind you again tonight that our strength is not found in our own human abilities. It's not found in what we can do. But our strength simply comes from the Lord. Come on, am I, am I, do you hear what I'm saying tonight? There are times that we just get exhausted. There's times that our human bodies can't take anymore. Our strength comes from the Lord. Psalms 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You've got God on your side. I know in the Holy Ghost that the devil has been trying to wear Many of you out and down in your spirit. 
Oh, I know I'm right, so it's all right. You can amen or you can't. It's okay. Whatever you want to do. He knows that just like the word of God came to Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter 4, God's word is alive. It's well. It's there for you right now if you'll tap into it. And when Zerubbabel had a difficult task at hand, the key to his victory was simply this. It was not by might. It was not by power. It wasn't what he could do on his own ability. But it was by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. You better hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. It's the key for you tonight to, to realize the victory that God intends for you to walk out of here with tonight. If you'll say again, I realize I cannot do it on my own. I realize I don't have the ability to overcome the situation. I realize that I can't make depression and anxiety and all these heavy weights go on my own. I need the Lord. It's not by my might. It's not by my power. But it's by letting the Spirit of God flow in my life. Woo! Come on, somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to shout come out of you right now. In the name of Jesus. Woo! That's the key for somebody's victory in this house tonight. You may not be seeing it right now, but I'm challenging you, challenging you in the Holy Ghost. Those that have the Spirit of God inside of you, I'm challenging you right, challenging you right now to look through the eyes of faith See those things that are not as if they were because they are through the eyes of faith. Lift up your head. I believe the Holy Ghost is saying tonight, do not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. It's the word of God. Don't be weary. Greater is he, you know this, greater is he. Greater is he, Sister Scott, that's in you. Greater is he. God has made us the head and not the tail. God has put us above and not beneath. God is in it all. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This victory is not going to be achieved by our own abilities. But it is going to take the Spirit of God inside of each and every one of us. That is why the enemy is trying to wear you down in your spirit. That's why he's trying to make you feel like you have no relationship with God. Ephesians 6 and 12. I remind you, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We live in a very dark world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And sometimes we forget that we're not fighting another human. You're not fighting flesh. Therefore, you cannot fight in the flesh. You can't fight with your own abilities. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 12 lets us know that the enemy that we are fighting has power. He does. The enemy is numerous. There are principalities, powers and rulers. Right? 
speaks to the fact that they are organized together. But that being said, we take heed to 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4 tonight. For the weapons of our warfare. Devil, you done messed up. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Somebody needs to realize tonight, uh, amen, through the Holy Ghost uh, as it begins to move upon you. Hey, devil, you done messed up. Uh, uh, You've awakened a, a sleeping giant. I'm realizing the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. A soldier, that's what we are. But a soldier can only zigzag for so long when the bullets are flying around him until the energy runs out and a bullet finds its mark. It's the truth. That's why I must put on the whole armor of God. I got to have the whole armor of God on. Life is going to happen. We know that. But we can't allow ourselves to become tangled up in the affairs of this life and expect to win. And I'm trying to remind somebody tonight and to encourage somebody tonight, if you will stay yoked up with Jesus, you are going to make it. Yes, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Sinners and Christians alike are going to have trials and tribulations, but I can testify uh, by what's happened in my own life that although there are burdens and although there are cares of life, uh, Jesus makes the burden so much lighter. And he's saying, come unto me. Come unto me. Amen. You probably all know this, but a a yoke is a, a wooden or iron frame which joins two oxen for the purpose of pulling it's for labor, for a heavy burden. And I believe the Word of God tonight is reminding us and inviting us to share the burden of our worries and fears with Jesus. Jesus is able and willing to help us cope with and manage every fear, every worry, every doubt that's been thrown our way. And I believe in the Holy Ghost as an open invitation from God Almighty tonight to, to share your burdens. So if you came in this place feeling weary, let me tell you, you're not the first one to feel that way. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 6 and verse 6, I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with tears. And when we are weary in the battle... We have to be man or woman enough to confess and tell God, hey God, I'm weary. Hey God, I'm tapping you in right now. I need strength. I know that God's an all-knowing God. I know that He can do anything that He wants to do at any time that He wants to do. But most generally, He don't tap Himself into a situation until He's asked. He's that kind of a gentleman. That's the way He works. He's waiting to be invited in. And in verse 9, David said, The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. There's a God that's listening. Aren't you thankful? There's a God that's hearing right now when we call upon Him. He's that kind of a God. Somebody tonight needs to remember what the psalmist said in Psalms 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. 
The beginning of verse 3 says, he restoreth my soul. Maybe you're feeling like you need your soul restored tonight. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, when you leave this place, you can walk out of here feeling like God has restored your soul. Amen. He wants to restore and revive tonight. In Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 10, it says, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Moses was pretty important. Hebrews 3 and 3, talking about Jesus, says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. Moses is given great honor in Scripture. But yet we know discouragement does not discriminate. It doesn't. Moses had his own bouts with discouragement. We've sung about it tonight. We've talked about it tonight. And here we go again. In Numbers chapter 11 and 11, And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? And in the middle, I feel the Holy Ghost, in the middle of the weariness and discouragement that Moses was feeling, God had an answer for Moses. Aren't you thankful that God has an answer for every situation you're going through? In verse 16 we read, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of Israel, or elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Hmm, is it a coincidence that we stood tonight with the man of God? And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. It doesn't matter what part of the body you serve as. We need each other. We have to stand together all for one, one for all. We're together. Amen. The Word of God commands us in Galatians 6 and 2, Bear ye one another's burdens. Bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Nehemiah knew what it was to face discouragement. The enemy was plotting against him. They were making plans to fight against Jerusalem. But we read in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 9, And nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch. We posted guard there. And against them day and night because of them. Someone tonight needs to remember the power of, the pr of prayer. Even though you may be weary, and though you may have walked in this place a little bit discouraged, nevertheless, nevertheless, you need to send forth a prayer up to your God. Come on, nevertheless, I might have pain right now in my body. Some things may be going on in my body, but nevertheless, I'm sending forth up prayer to my God. My kids. And my family members that I love so deeply and care about, all of them may not be here right now and currently in the house of God and loving God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. But there's a nevertheless inside of me saying, I'm going to lift up my prayers. I'm going to lift up my voice unto a God that hears and cares. <laughs> nevertheless. Come on. 
somebody, you need to let a roar come out of you. You know, make up in your mind right now, I'm not walking out of here discouraged. I'm not walking out of here in fear. I'm not walking out of here trembling by what the enemy said. I'm going to give him another nevertheless. Hallelujah. Maybe you're in need of a financial miracle. I don't know what it is in your life. Nevertheless, I'm going to lift up my praise and prayer to my God. The cares of this life, they can drag us down and make us feel weary in the fight. But sometimes we can forget the one who provides the answer in the process. God is the one who is still working all things out for our good. If we'll just trust him. I know that delayed answers can drag us down and drag our faith down. But we have to trust the process of the one who is providing the answer. Do you trust him or not? And if we will cry out to God, there is an answer. Another leader that I think about tonight is Joshua as I was getting ready for this. A great leader handpicked by God to lead Israel into the promised land. But even Joshua became discouraged after the defeat of Ai. In Joshua chapter 7 we see, he said, Oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round, come with all their forces from all parts of the land and surround us so that there will be no escaping for us and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? And during Joshua's time of discouragement, he did the right thing. He, began, he was talking to God. You know, during your time of discouragement, when you might be feeling down, it's a great thing to talk to God. It's the best antidote for discouragement. Sometimes we just need to go back to the basics and realize that we can pray through every problem. We can pray through every situation. You've heard me say it many times. I hated it as a kid being told that I needed to pray through. But it's true. There are times where nothing else is going to fix what's going on in our lives except for praying through the situation until God brings peace, until God brings joy, until God lets you know that everything is going to be all right. You may not see the remedy at that very moment, but, but there's a peace that passes all understanding that God will put in your heart. You seem to pray through until we feel that. You can pray through anger. You can pray through offense. You can pray through discouragement. You can pray through weariness. It can happen. Tonight, it's going to happen in somebody's life. I know it in the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God. Amen. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. He was willing to challenge the idolatry of his day and call fire down from heaven. He was the winner of that big face-off with the prophets of Baal. But even he grew weary. Even he got discouraged and requested for God just to let him die. 1 Kings 19 and 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord. You ever felt like you just had enough? Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's.
It's okay to be discouraged. It's okay to be weary. But it's not okay to stay discouraged and weary. Amen. So I want to remind somebody today that God's grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Right now, His strength is perfect. Every time that I stop and think of perfection, I always think about the bald eagle. To me, that just, I don't know, it's an image that brings perfection to my mind. Many of you had had opportunities to view them up close. I've had many out on the boat. But just about every time that I see a bald eagle, the scripture comes to mind. But they that wait upon the Lord. Woo! They that wait upon the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong here right now. You better get with me in the Holy Ghost. But they that wait upon the Lord. I know many of you are with me right now, but the devil's trying to distract some people because he doesn't want you to get what God's going to give you before you walk out of this house. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I made reference to it already, but you know, you can get weary in your well-doing. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing. I already quoted it once. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Life can drag us down and just feel like a burden at times. But I want to read you the story as I start to come to a close. How's that? I read this story while I was preparing for this message, and I want to read it to you. Why was my burden so heavy? I slammed the bedroom door and leaned against it. Is there no rest from this life? I wondered. I stumbled to my bed and I dropped onto it, pressing my pillow around my ears to shut out the noise of my existence. Oh God, I cried. Let me sleep. Let me sleep forever and never wake me up. With a deep sob, I tried to will myself into oblivion, then welcomed the blackness that came over me. She said, light surrounded me as I regained consciousness, and I focused on its source, the figure of a man standing before a cross. My child, the person asked, why did you want to come to me before I'm ready to call you home? He said, Lord, I'm sorry. It's just that I can't go on. You see how hard it is for me? Look at this awful burden on my back. I simply can't carry it anymore. But haven't I told you to cast all of your burdens upon me because I care for you? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I knew you would say that. But why does mine have to be so heavy? My child, everyone in this world has a burden. 
Perhaps you'd like to try a different one. I can do that? He pointed to several burdens lying at his feet. He said, you may try any of these. All of them seemed to be of equal size, but each was labeled with a name. There's Joanne's. I said, Joanne was married to a wealthy businessman. She lived in a sprawling estate and dressed her three daughters in the prettiest designer clothes. Sometimes she drove me to church in her Cadillac when my car was broken. I said, let me try that one. How difficult could her life be? How big could her burden be, I thought. The Lord removed my burden, and he placed Joanne's on my shoulder. And I sank my, my, knee, I sank my knees it sank my knees beneath its weight. Take it off, I said. What makes it so heavy? I said, look inside. So I untied the straps and opened the top. Inside was a figure of her mother-in-law. And when I lifted it out, it began to speak. Joanne, you'll never be good enough for my son. It began. He never should have married you. You're a terrible mother to my grandchildren. I quickly placed the figure back in the pack and withdrew another. It was Donna, Joanne's youngest daughter. Her head was bandaged from the surgery that had failed to resolve her epilepsy. A third figure was Joanne's brother, addicted to drugs. He had been convicted of killing a police officer. I see why her burden is so heavy, Lord. But she's always smiling and helping others. I, I didn't realize. He said, would you like to try another? Very quietly. So I tested several, several. Paula's felt heavy. She was raising four small boys without a father. Deborah's did too, a childhood of sexual abuse and a marriage of emotional abuse. And when I came to Ruth's burden, I didn't even try. I knew that inside I would find arthritis, old age, a demanding full-time job, and a beloved husband in a nursing home. They're all too heavy, Lord. I said, Give me back my own. And I lifted, as I lifted the familiar load once again, it seemed much lighter than the others. Let's look inside, he said. I turned away, holding it close. That's not a good idea, I said. Why? There's a lot of junk in there. He said, let me see. The gentle thunder of his voice compelled me. And I opened my burden. He pulled out a brick. Tell me about this one. Lord, you know it's money. I know we don't suffer like people in some countries or even the homeless here in America. But we have no insurance. And when the kids get sick, we can't always take them to the doctor. They've never been to a dentist. And I'm tired of dressing them in hand-me-downs. My child, I will supply all your needs and your children's. I've given them healthy bodies. I will teach them that expensive clothing doesn't make a person valuable in my sight. Then he lifted out the figure of a small boy, and this he asked, Andrew. I hung my head, ashamed to call my son a burden. But Lord, he's hyperactive. He's not quiet like the other two. He makes me so tired. He's always getting hurt, and someone is bound to think that I abuse him. My child, he said, if, if you trust me, I will renew your strength. If you allow me to fill you with my spirit, I will give you patience. Then he took some pebbles from my burden. Yes, Lord, 
I said with a sigh, those are small, but they're important. Little things. I hate my hair. It's thin. I can't make it look nice. I'm overweight. I can't stay on a diet. I hate all my clothes. I hate the way I look. He says, my child, people look at your outward appearance, but I'm looking at your heart. By my spirit, you can gain self-control to lose weight. But your beauty should not come from outward appearance. Instead, it should come from your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in my sight. My burden now seemed lighter than before. I guess I could handle it now. I said, there is more. He said, hand me the last brick. Oh, you don't have to take that. I can handle it. He said, my child, give it to me. Again, his voice compelled me. He reached out his hand, and for the first time, I saw the ugly wound. But Lord, this brick is so awful, so nasty, so, so Lord, what happened to your hands? They're scarred. No longer focus on my burden, I looked for the first time into his face. In his brow were ragged scars as though someone had pressed thorns into his flesh. Lord, I whispered, what happened to you? And his loving eyes reached into my soul. He said, my child, you know, hand me the brick. It belongs to me. I bought it. How? With my blood. But, but why, Lord? Because I have loved you with an everlasting love. Give it to me. So I placed the filthy brick into his wounded palm. It contained all the dirt and the evil of my life, my pride, my selfishness, the depression that constantly tormented me. He turned to the cross and hurled my brick into the pool of blood at its base. And it hardly made a ripple. Now, my child, you need to go back. I will be with you always. When you are troubled, call to me. And I will help you and show you things that you cannot imagine. She said, yes, Lord. I will call on you. She said, I reached to pick up my burden. He said, you may leave that here if you wish. You see, all these burdens, they are the ones that... Others have left at my feet. They're Joannes and Paulas and Deborahs and Ruths. And when you leave your burden here, I carry it with you. Remember, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And as I placed my burden with him, the light began to fade. Yet I heard him whisper, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And a peace flooded my soul. I remind you of our text. I hear the voice of God calling now, saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I hear the voice of God very clearly calling right now to someone, come unto me. Come, come unto me. Come unto me. 
And I know right now what you need is a refreshing from the Lord God Almighty. And I know the prophet Isaiah said, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Please hear the voice of God right now. Please hear what God is saying right now. I know the enemy has been speaking some things. I know that he's been trying to discourage you and make you feel weary and pushed down right now. But the Holy Ghost is here all this whole night, has been encouraging you and speaking to you through songs and other people speaking the same thing to let you know he knows exactly where you are. He knows the path that you take. He knows where you're sitting right now. He knows the person that's online watching right now feeling discouraged. And if you would throw up your hands and let the refreshing of the Lord flow over you, no, that problem may not go this very second, but there's going to be a peace that passes all understanding that's going to come into your hearts and minds as God refreshes you and renews you. He wants to give you a refreshing tonight. Come on, don't let your pride get in the way right now. I don't care how long you've called this your church. If you've been in church for 40 years, don't let your pride get in the way right now. The Spirit is speaking. God is speaking. It's time for you to say, God, I'm coming unto you. I'm coming unto you. I realize it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by your Spirit. God, I'm tapping into you. I realize what the enemy is trying to do. I realize the weariness that I've been facing is because I'm a soldier in the army of God. I realize that I'm fighting a spirit battle. So I'm picking up my spiritual weapons right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to pray until I pray through it. I'm going to pray until tongues come. I'm going to pray until I get in the spirit. I'm going to pray until the joy and the peace flows through me like a river. And if you need peace tonight, you need strength tonight. Maybe you've never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost, but it's so very simple. If you'll obey the words of Peter in Acts chapter 2, when he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is going to descend down in this place right now. I want God to be able to do whatever he wants to do right now. So I want all of us just to ask God, would you just repent wherever you are right now? Just ask God to forgive you. If you want more of God in you right now with your hands lifted, your hands raised, uh, just ask God to forgive you. Ask him right now to cleanse you. Ask him right now for every thought, uh, every action that you had, everything you've said that wasn't like him, just to forgive you right now in Jesus' name. And as you ask him, he is faithfully doing that for you right now in the name of Jesus. And as soon as we take just a moment right here, the Holy Ghost is, is going to fall down in this place and bring strength and encouragement. Amen. It's going to lift you up. You're going to walk out of this place in victory if you want to. But you must have the desire. You've got to have the want to. So if you've repented, lift your hands now because the Holy Ghost is getting ready. You're going to feel a jolt. You're going to feel warm oil. Oh, I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. You're going to feel warm oil begin to flow down like it's oil flowing down over you, over your head and your back. 
The devil's been lying and telling you that your greatest days are behind you, but the greatest days are just ahead of you. There's strength and power and might just in front of you. And right now is a turnaround for somebody as you want it and desire it. So lift your hands in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we spoke as your servant. We spoke, God, as you put words in our mouth. So now, as your servant, Lord God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to confirm your word. I ask you now to let the Holy Ghost descend upon every weary saint of God. Let the Holy Ghost descend upon every individual that's hungry, every individual that's thirsty, every individual that wants more of you, every individual that desires to walk out of here in victory. I'm asking for the Holy Ghost to fall down now in the name of Jesus. And here it comes. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Be refreshed now in the name of Jesus. Have strength now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands high. Lift your hands high. Lift them high right now. The Holy Ghost is coming down over you. The Holy Ghost, the King of Glory, is coming through you. Strength is coming in you. Come on, you can pray through it right now. You're going to pray through it right now. You're going to pray through some marital problems right now. You're going to pray through some family problems right now. You're going to pray through weariness right now. You're going to pray through depression. You're going to pray through anxiety. You may not have it gone at that very second, but it you will know that there's a peace about you, that God is in control, that God is leading you, that God is directing you. Come on, somebody. God has not subtracted from your life. But right now, God is telling you, I'm adding into your life. I'm giving you greater. I'm giving you more mightier things than you've ever seen up to this point. I am going to use you in a greater way. Receive ye the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost now in the name of Jesus. There's fresh strength, fresh anointing, fresh power of the Holy Ghost flowing right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'm just going to say it. If you're desiring a breakthrough in your home right now, if you're desiring for God to break through in your home in a greater way, if your family members are here right now, why don't you get with them right now? Why don't you bind together in prayer right now? Why don't you believe together right now that God is going to do something great? God is going to do something mighty. God is going to do something powerful. That God is going to lift some things up out of there. Anybody right now that desires for God to do greater things in your home? Come on, right now in Jesus' name, would you bind together in the name of Jesus? I know there's been an attack uh, against families, but in the name of Jesus, uh, we thank you uh, that we have what we need to stand. We have every piece of the armor that we need to stand, and we're going to let the renewal come now in the name of Jesus. We're going to let the strength come now through the refreshing of the Lord in the name of Jesus.